We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Christmas Party. You're joined by me, Kirk Henderson, Editor-in-Chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. Uh, I am not recording with Josh just yet because he is a normal person and is doing family things. I decided to record this at the risk of my sanity, life, and marriage. Um, don't know if uh, Miss Mary is very happy with me at the moment, but she understands this is a bit. We're committing to it. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks just defeated the Los Angeles Lakers 124 to 115 on the strength of a 51.4 or third quarter after they could not hit the broad side of a barn in the first half of the game. Uh, Really outstandingly weird, fun game. Kind of got the highs and the lows all in one. Uh, Philip in the chat said this match was a roller coaster. That is an accurate description because at halftime, I was not having a good time. It was really pretty wild to watch the ESPN halftime announcing crew uh, make note of the fact that, that sometimes it feels like Luka doesn't have a lot of help. Uh, Wilbon, Michael Wilbon, a PTI fame uh, in particular, has been hard on Luca during a few national televised matchups. But um, you know that's that's kind of the nature of of what happens when you have limited times to watch games. But he was pretty you know conciliatory to Luca tonight. And then what happened in the third quarter was the the you know what Los Angeles had been doing, and we got to give Los Angeles credit is they had been sending kind of a wasn't like a soft double, but with the way the Mavericks get the ball off the court, Luca often crosses a timeline with like between 16 and 18 seconds. If we're lucky, he, he really stretches that out. He's surveying the whole floor and they would send a double at him late enough in the shot clock while he was still kind of in the process of decision-making to where the ball would rotate all the way around. And it would be up to a different Maverick to take the shot without Luca getting a second look at the ball. Uh, to be quite honest with you, that didn't really change in the second half. Um, the Mavericks, 
had other players push the ball up the floor, which was nice. They were getting Luca in some post-ups. But then the the ball rotation was happening out of Luca post ups versus Luca drives at kind of the the uh, right uh, past the half court line, and Mavericks were simply hitting open looks. Spencer Dinwiddie, I didn't realize this till the announcing crew said it, but Spencer Dinwiddie's first made field goal was that first three to open the the second half, and then from there the the floodgates essentially was open. The Mavericks hit nine of twelve threes in the quarter. They scored fifty one points, a franchise or tying a franchise high for points in the quarter and becoming the NBA's highest scoring quarter of the year, at least if the announcing crews were to be, be believed. And that was, uh, that was where things went. You know, it's, it's, these guys have to be able to, to hit their shots. Um, Jason Kidd got a little goofy with uh, lineups in the first half and went away from that. But, you know, the fact that McKinley Wright and Theo Penson had to play minutes is a strong look at what the Mavericks were looking at with Dorian Finney-Smith out, with Josh Green out, um, that's just you know somebody has to play these minutes. I, I Frank Nilakina didn't play today, which was interesting to me. Um, <laughs> the fact that Theo was like essentially the the sixth or seventh man at one point was particularly bizarre to me. Um, all right, so I've rambled for about three straight minutes. Let's come up here on stage. We'll take some calls. We'll we'll get some thoughts, and then we will go back to our Christmases uh, for those of us who celebrate. Okay, coming up first, we're going to bring up my man Jose. Welcome, Jose. I'm doing great, Kirk. How are you? I am okay. I think uh, in in terms of a Christmas Day matchup, the only thing I think either of us might have wanted to see more of was more than one minute of Mr. Hardy. But we all don't get everything we want on Christmas. Most, Most definitely. I felt like Jason Kidd just left the starters in a little bit too long. I mean, when you're pulling away, it's like, okay, Put in Hardy. What's the worst that could happen? I mean, uh, before the second half, the guys weren't making shots. And it's just like, I'm over here begging Jaden Hardy to get in. And I I know some people don't want to put pressure on the rookie, and, and that's fine. But I just say, let him go out there and show what he can or cannot do right now. I mean, I don't see much of a risk there, Kirk. So I need to know something. Are you a, a sports better at all? Uh, loosely. I don't. Loosely. Yeah. So listen to this. Against the spread this season, Dallas is 11, 20, and 2. With that, the Maver- with this, with that, within that, the Mavericks are 18, 17, and 1 as favorites. And as home favorites, they are 5, 11, and 1. However, straight up, they're 13 and 4, which, you know, f- in layman's terms, for people who aren't really paying attention to gambling, the Mavericks win, but they do not actually cash out bets where the point spread is a certain number of points. The fact that the Mavericks won by nine in this game when they were up by, you know, 20 at one point, when they were seven and a half point favorites, it, it was killing me watching this because it was like, oh no, the Lakers are going to, because the Lakers, you know, they won by nine, it's seven and a half point spread. I was really worried that the Mavericks would lose against the spread again. And I know that's not why Kid left them in, but that's why that's what I was thinking about when the starters were still in. I will tell you, and we've kind of, you know, the playing of starters too long is a Jason Kidd hallmark. That is a thing he has done always. It is a kind of a old, you know, it's a veteran coach, old man type thing. Guys that played in the 90s, I mean, you go look at Dirk's earlier minutes. He was playing 40 minutes a night all the time. Michael Finley was toast after six years because he played so many minutes. So it's it's hard for me, 
Like I get frustrated with it, but I also just really wanted the Mavericks to get out of this game with a kind of definitive close. Like I feel like they really won this game versus escaping from it. Does that make sense? No, most most definitely, but it's like when when you see those minutes, I mean, look at Dorian Finney-Smith injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reggie Bullock the previous night had to leave with a neck strain and, and it's like okay well these minutes are starting to pile on I mean this is not a young team by any metric and you know you you got your superstar player basically playing about 40 minutes a night and it's like wow what's he gonna look like by the time playoffs come and I had said this earlier to somebody. I really don't want to talk about playoffs right now because I really think that this Mavs team just needs a, a overhaul in terms of their roster. And, um, you know, when you become a one-dimensional team and you can only win one way, it, it's like, okay, why does everybody want to see this same result in the playoffs? You're either a first-round exit team or you're a Western Conference playoff team. And I don't see much in between. <laughs> well, that's what's so funny is like, I feel like we had these same complaints last year, only we had Brunson in the mix as well. And this was before the Dinwiddie trade, obviously, um, the first kind of half of the year. And they just need that dynamic third, you know, second or third ball handler. Um, I really have enjoyed the Spencer Dinwiddie experience by and large. You know, tonight he was pretty rough from the floor. We had eight assists, good ball, good extra passer. Uh, but tonight against the Lakers, we saw, I mean, this afternoon against the Lakers, we sort of saw an element of the limitations to his game because when he got doubled, it was like, oh, no. Uh, he was you know, just kind of hot potatoing out of it. And, you know, that's that's going to happen. It, it's the, the roster is kind of as we know it. I mean, I, I, we all listen to some of the same shows, and Tim McMahon had noted that he thinks the Mavericks are going to do something. I just don't know what. I, I really think, and I had mentioned this to Josh, I've, I've tweeted about this this was game two so they won three in a row now but this was game two of a stretch where I thought they should close the season winning every single game because they went Houston Los Angeles now we play New York Houston San Antonio again um I don't see a reason they should lose any of those games you know the the New York Knicks are fraudulent as all get out when they went on their ridiculous run I saw some advanced stats that teams were shooting under 30 percent on open threes against them that's just luck that has nothing to do with you know it's it's just shooting luck like there's no other way around it so I think the Mavericks are just going to put them in a blender on Tuesday Um, I'm looking forward to that but this was you know, this is a game where you saw the warts and all and then the Mavericks powered through it and I am I am grateful for that one thing I'll say is that Christian Wood over the past uh, two or three games has showed his ability to buy in on the defensive end. And I really like to see Wood try on, on both ends of the ball. I mean, being uh, offensive minded as he is, I, I like to see the, the last minute blocks that he had in Houston and Minnesota. Uh, today he was a little bit of a turnstile, but it's LeBron James literally driving into his chest and just pushing him. LeBron killed everyone today. Right, right. Uh, But I do like to note that that Wood has been really good on the defensive end, and McKinley Wright definitely deserves more minutes than Theo Pinson. I'm I'm to the point where Theo should never play an NBA minute. (laughs) Sorry about my dog. Uh, but 
But McKinley Wright should never play. I mean, not McKinley Wright. Theo Kitchen should never play an NBA minute again. And McKinley Wright should take his spot on the roster. Um, I, I really don't see why it was so hard for me. Uh, well, hard for people to see why I didn't like the Theo uh, retain. Uh, because it was just like, we don't know what this guy really is. No, he's 27. Like, it's fine. Like, I'm glad that the vibes matter. I do think that he filled a, he filled a role in a team that needed it. But I also think that Jalen Brunson filled some of that role as much as he did. And it's like, it's one thing. It's funny when you see like him and McGee on the sidelines, like collapsing into each other, but like, that's a pair of roster spots. And when the team is this injured, you need somebody to do minutes. And it's like, if Theo gets in the game and shot that three-pointer from the right wing, and it looked like an awful uh, field goal kicker, like with the ball, the ball was wide left by like a foot and a half. It's like, what is happening? Uh, but hashtag more than a podcaster. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to touch that. I'm a dumbass podcaster myself, so I can't make fun of it. Oh, man. But I'll say I'll just be satisfied with this win because, I mean, you beat the Lakers. You're you're able to pull away by 20. And, of course, uh, the Mavericks just can't win out. But uh, I'll just take this win, and and I'm ready to see Jalen Brunson because before Jalen Brunson left today's game, he was actually having a really phenomenal game. I think when I looked up, he was 19 uh, points and nine assists at uh, 18 or 15 from the field. I, I can't remember exactly, but man, uh, I can't wait to see the revenge game back in Dallas. Back in Dallas. Yeah, I'm right. looking forward to that one too. <laughs> well, yep, yep. all right, Kirk. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody. Thanks for bringing you as well. Thanks for kicking us off. All right, we're going to fly through as many people as possible. I think my wife's going to cut my head off if, I, if I, uh, I'm on this too long. Chris, what's up, Bob? Hey, Kirk, how's it going? So I got a prediction here. In 2026, uh, Jason Kidd will part ways with the Mavs mutually, and Theo Pinson will be the head coach. Love it. (laughs) You know, the beginning of that game, I'm like, please don't embarrass yourselves. I mean, come on. We have Dirk statue. Like, come on, national TV. Don't do this. But that third quarter was nuts. I really wasn't able to watch it live, DBR in it, but um, ended up catching the home game, obviously. 51 points, Mavs record. That's that's great. So we just needed this win streak. And like you said, all these games coming up, we got, we've got to win these games. Don't be dropping them like you did in the early, early in the season. I mean, you do that, then we could be on a, a potential seven-game winning streak. So yeah. I mean, that, that's what – they just – they need this. And you have to take advantage of the soft points in the schedule. Yeah. Not that the Lakers were necessarily a soft point, but it's a value, you know? Yeah. And the Knicks coming in town, that's going to be a revenge game. I, I get it. If I, I just don't want them to drop that one either. But, yeah. Yeah, I guess the Rockets and the Spurs, you got to win those. But I just love it that this is payback for 2011, in my opinion, against LeBron because they embarrassed us 11 years ago. So, um, All right, man. Well, did you? what did you think of the Dirk statue? It's awesome. I'm just glad they don't, they don't have those anal beads on there. <laughs> Isn't, that... <laughs> Isn't that what that was? Like the, 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 the mold of it or the, uh, the example – I, I mean, I was sort of skeptical, just period, because, you know, it's a miniaturization, but, like, this, it's among, of the, like, more recent statues that I, sports statues I've seen in my life, it and the Shaquille O'Neal one are the ones that just evoke the most, like, raw memory of what a player looks like, 
because yeah. Shaq like murdering a rim, his is so cool, and Dirk doing that. It's you know the fadeaway, obviously. Yeah, because I'm looking at it right now. The jersey just looks so. I mean, just so the whole. Crazy. It just looks amazing. Yes, and one basketball in his hand. That's that's the way right. you do it. It would have been look stupid just having three or four basketballs making it look like it's. It just, that would look stupid. Sure. So, but no, I, I love the Dirk statue. Glad they got the win. Well, let's just keep it rolling with some wins. That's right. All right, man. Talk soon. Thanks so much. Uh, thank- all right, I'm going to call up some folks whose names I recognize less because I'm guessing they're able to join because of the time change. So let's go with uh, Mr. Orr. Welcome to the chat. When I pulled you up on stage, hit the unmute button out on the um, the main portion, um, and then it'll allow you to talk if you'd like. Uh, you'll you'll see your your icon is muted otherwise. So we'll give you a second here. Um, and if you can't figure out, I might punch you and then bring you back up on stage later. So we'll see what's going on. And the first time users, this thing can be a little dicey particularly. There oh. we are. How are you? Hey, man. Um, I just wanted to say a quick hi because I had an opportunity. I'm from Slovenia. And me and my dad managed to actually watch the first Christmas game. Outstanding. So we just wanted to say hi. We're glad for the win. Um, we're staying up every night to just watch the Mavs play. Um we really appreciate uh, how Luca is accepted um, with everyone. So, um, and we suffer with Mavs. So we're big fans of the Mavs. Um, and I just wanted to say, I love the fact that um, Dirk's statue <laughs> didn't have the anal beads. So that was <laughs> super important because, um, like, we all respect him, right? He's he's a legend. He's a legend in Slovenia as well. Uh, we hope for Luca to, to to earn the statue as well, and to everyone saying, "Will Luca stay or will Luca go?" Let's say this: he won't leave because of the fans, right? That's right. right. And that's something that we have to know. And outstanding point. Glad yeah, you made that. I'm feeling the Christmas spirit, so I just wanted to say this: like, I I think he really appreciates that. He takes the time to actually, you know, interact with fans every time he thanks the fans. But organization-wise, let's just hope, right, that everything will work itself out. Um, I'm wildly optimistic about Christian Wood. Um, even if they figure out he doesn't fit, at least please, please let them sign the sheet with him and see what it is and please let's not uh trade greeny for anything because i'm hoping that he will step up and be an important part of you know of this team so i am too man thanks for joining us and thanks for uh staying up late to hang out with us yeah dad say hi you want to say hi hello hello (laughs) god this app is awesome (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> this app is fantastic okay so uh merry christmas to everyone happy holidays thanks Bye. so much man really appreciate you guys joining have a good day all right you too thanks yeah yes that's what i'm talking about guys worldwide all right now we're going to go to i'm gonna butcher my friend's name here how you doing you how, how do we say your name i don't want to mess it up it's it's all right Pron- hey Kirk, how you welcome doing? how you doing I'm doing well. Just like just like the previous caller, I got to catch it because you know, Christmas Day it's afternoon game, so I got to. Because usually you host these so late that I'm, yeah. I'm usually by bed. 
the time. No, I completely understand. If I, I was doing these earlier last season, probably like a full hour earlier, but I had to rearrange my post-game schedule and it screws everything up and it's making me exhausted, but I love these earlier games. Like if the Mavs games would just start like 30 minutes earlier, then we could do a lot more, but no. Oh, well. Well, so one thing I wanted to talk about is Jose brought it up when he was talking about it, but um, I, I know they weren't like doubling LeBron every time they touched the ball or anything, but like the fact that he was just able to easily get in our paint to either pass or score. He had 38 today. Yep. He is 38 years old, I think, like in two days or two or three days. So like that makes me a bit worried. Of, I know we have a lot of our defensive guys out, but still like that makes me really worry in the playoffs. Like if we come, uh, come across someone like a Jokic, we're going to have some defensive issues because I have no idea. Like they were just allowing him to carve up the defense, get in, and then he was either, you know, getting an easy layup over Wood or he was passing it for a lob to like Thomas Bryant or whoever, you know. So the the defensive woes in this game, even though they went off in the third quarter, the defensive woes in this game really worried me long term for the team. I, I know we have our defensive guys out, but that, that was worrying to watch. I understand. And that's why when they were, you know, they have this 20-point lead going into the, or 19-point lead going into the fourth. And then you look up. Uh, I went outside to help my son with something, and I came back in, and the lead was down to 10. And it's like, guys, what are we doing? And and that that is something to be worried about, but I also don't know if it's something they can fix within the season. Maxi Kleber is just such a valuable kind of, I've been thinking of him kind of like as a keystone within the the defensive arc that the Mavericks try to build. And he just, with him being out, everything else goes to the wayside. Now, I will note that what Jose said about Christian Wood's length, activity, and just give a shit, I think, is going to end up mattering more and more as the year goes on. Because he just needs minutes and he needs reinforcement. Because I'm not sure if he's ever really been taught how to play good defense or has been willing to commit to it. So if he can just not be a tire fire, that helps a fair amount of this to me. Yeah, I, I think like wing wise, they did a good job. It like for the most part, I, I know. Like I said, it's LeBron James, so you you can kind of just understand it. But it just mm-hmm. makes me worry for bigger guys, like bigger wing guys. Like let's say Kawhi is healthy and we have to go against the Clippers again. If Ka- Kawhi is basically like just as big as LeBron is and just as physical. So if LeBron's able to do that, I'm really mm-hmm. worried. But hopefully we can, you know, tighten up our defense. Last year after um, January, like our defense tightened up. So hopefully I'm hoping to see the same here. So yeah, that's all I have for you. Um, uh, Merry Christmas to everyone, yo. Yeah, thanks for staying up with us. Talk soon. All right. All right. Yeah, I, LeBron had his eyes became saucers when he saw Tim Hardaway was guarding him. I mean, this was this was LeBron turning on the Jets in this game, and what do you? The Mavericks had enough to answer him, so it, it's 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 fun. All right, coming up next, then let's go with um, new friend here, Suki. How are we doing? Give him a second to, uh, or her a second to uh, figure out the audio here, but I don't see a mute button, um, so maybe his audio not working. Uh, if you want to try to reinvite yourself up here in a second, sometimes when you switch apps while you're in this, it will not allow you to, to the audio to connect or whatever reason. So we'll figure it out here in a little bit. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. 
With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Um, let's go to resident uh, who it's his role. I know Josh doesn't like the role of being the positive guy, but I think you have, ju- <laughs> you have justification today. How you doing, buddy? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, three game win streak. Um, happy holidays to everybody. Um, uh, yeah, um, I think it's interesting to look at the difference between McKinley Wright and Nilakina. Um, because there's something about Frank's energy that's a little bit flat, even though he's a good defender, kind of. Uh, his energy's a little flat, so at least McKinley Wright comes out there, and while he also makes mistakes, um, he's... Well, he can dribble. That's one of the, like, the, <laughs> like his ability to dribble... Like Frank, Frank is very much of the uh, of the 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 basketball episode of The Office, where it's just like, what's happening? So, <laughs> yeah, and and not uh, and very tentative offensively. So at least McKinley Wright is not um, tentative. Yeah. He's he's aggressive. He's just undersized. But it's not as if um, Jalen Brunson was was exactly a giant on the court. Uh, uh, so and it's not the first undersized Maverick. Uh, so yeah, that that was good. What is up with? Uh, I guess maybe Kemba's knee isn't just okay. um, resting. This was, this was the concern with signing him. His knee yeah. is not. It's a. I think it's a pain tolerance thing, and they had to play him 42 minutes against Cleveland, and that was alarming. Um, it was one of the reasons I was super annoyed that that Luca didn't play. It was kind of a scheduled day of rest. There's a whole bunch of things. They should have had Luca play, in my opinion. Not just for Luca minutes, but it's they should have they should have trotted Kemba out there and have like have a 25, 25 minute cap on him. And now I'm just I'm a little concerned and I'm sure the Mavericks are too because Kemba looked functional. Yeah, well um it's not January first. And um that well I, I mean Maybe some sort of cosmic, like change occurred at halftime, um, because yeah, they the shooting was terrible in the first half, but in the second half, I mean, I looked up, I was all stressed out. I was like, "Holy crap, they're um, just sizzling." Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I want to give a shout out to all the Debbie Downers um, out there listening. Uh, that complain too much. Um, I'm, right, here, I'm right here. How rude. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> actually, you haven't been when I, okay. So when I first started listening um, to you and it's quite a few years ago, um, you were much more gloomy. Um, I don't actually find you gloomy these days. <laughs> going to have to tell Mark Cuban that. I'll put that put uh, that on my LinkedIn profile. Don't actually find you gloomy these days. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
I'm I'm here to give you some to to give some like notable quotes. But either way, um, good win. Uh, you know, I don't want to be bullish against the Knicks because the Knicks have been really good. Um, to to comment earlier, somebody was commenting about Jalen Brunson and his numbers in the game. Uh, that game earlier was not on Jalen Brunson. It no. was it was. Julius Randle dribbling out the damn ball up near half court and dribbling the shot clock down. And um, if Brunson, if if Brunson was bringing up the ball from them every time, um, they would have won that game. Yeah, yeah, there. And Joel Embiid and James Harden are, are pretty damn good at basketball. <laughs> Just kind of a. That's why you get the superstar. They showed up. They showed up for Christmas, and That's also right. as far as LeBron, he showed up for Christmas for sure. He did too. I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily think this was like a, a defensive malfunction. I actually think that kid wanted to play LeBron like that, and also I don't think I expected LeBron to go that ham. But then again, he always shows up for Christmas. That being sure. said, happy Kwanzaa to everybody. Uh, Happy Hanukkah, happy That's right. happy holiday season, and uh, yeah, I'll see you guys on uh, whatever Tuesday. it is, Tuesday, Tuesday. Right. Thanks, man. Cool. Appreciate you coming up. Much love. Peace. All right, let's go with, we're going to let uh, Santeri, welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing, Kirk? I'm great. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, that was, I'd say that game felt like two different games. Yes. The um the first two quarters, I was just like I w- I wanted to bury myself into my sofa. Every time, <laughs> every time Bullock got the ball, started shooting, I was like, uh, well, I think I know what's gonna happen, and you know, and uh, but I want to say one thing, like shout out to Tim for just you know checking up on Bronze's, you know, no Dorian, and before the game I was wondering like who's who's gonna who's gonna be on Braun? who's gonna be on Braun? and Tim went in like sure. Braun got in his bag, of course, but Tim got a few good stuff on. Stuff well, on the him. fact that it didn't—he didn't let it affect his offense too. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. if LeBron James puts me in a clothes hamper the way <laughs> it happened to most of the Mavericks, that would have affected the way I played the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I—if there's one Christmas wish I have, I really hope I never see a Luca um, Bertans Powell Wright Pinson lineup. That, yeah, the end of the that first was, half or quarter, yeah. I think. Yeah. Was, yeah. So Nick Engstad of Locked on Mavs had something, he had a response to me um, that I thought was pretty interesting where he said, you know, kid, kid always tends to want to go with like the next guy on the depth chart in yeah. situations like that instead of like the players who are good. And I'd never thought about it like that before. It makes a lot of sense. It's also a terrible idea. Don't do that again, Jason. Yeah, kid. that was, that was. It was just like the antithesis of good basketball, honestly. It was just like, I, no offense to like McKinley. And obviously, like the team is very, very just like, we're just, we're basically a hospital right now. Um, but like, it was, it was tough. It was tough. But um, right. I'm very glad that, you know, oh my God, halftime adjustments, they worked. Jason Kidd must be absolutely baffled. Well, the old, the old hit the open shot adjustment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty damn helpful. Yeah, that is. And the whole, like, I was fuming at how well just, like, one of the simplest, I think I tweeted this at you as well, like, how one of the simplest 
defensive maneuvers mm-hmm. an opponent can do by doubling the best guy on the floor of the enemy team. And it just completely crumbled the offense because obviously the others weren't making shots, but second half they started doing it. So Lakers were like, okay, this double isn't really working anymore. We're leaving, leaving a guy open that will very surely right now make a shot. So that was, that was just, um, just, yeah, that was, that was, that was a really fun game. And one thing I just like overall, a thing for the NBA to consider is um, since right now I'm, uh, it's currently almost 1 a.m. Uh, the game started at 9.30 p.m. for me. Uh, the Sixers' next game started at 7. And I really wish the NBA, especially on the weekends, they could do a lot more um, primetime Europe games. They try, but the problem, they get bullied out of the paint by the National Football League, yeah. um, where it, it, the ratings difference is just catastrophic if they go head-to-head with the NFL. And so those games, we'll see a lot more matinee kind of noon start time (laughs) starting in probably like second week of February to close out the year. Because the NBA does try to do that once the NFL's over, but they don't even try to compete. Yeah, it's 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 really tough for because I don't really I really hate losing sleep over you know basketball. While I do love watching basketball, especially the NBA, but it's it's tough. Like we do have the occasional um like for me it's uh, usually around a 10.30 p.m. start. Yeah. Um, and then the game ends around, like, a bit after 1. Yeah. Um, like, it's, it's like, whatever the game is, I will most likely watch it. Um, unless it's the Charlotte Hornets, I hate watching them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, I, I hope NBA does something. I'm sure it's, you know, the whole ratings and stuff. Um, it's tough, but, I mean, it'll be fun thing to um, consider. But, um, yeah. Well, thanks for uh, for hanging out with us tonight. Yeah, I hope everyone has uh, have, has had a great Christmas and holiday time, and uh, happy New Year, twenty twenty three. Hopefully, it's gonna be uh, a series of W's for the match. I like that. I like that thinking. Thanks for joining Absolutely. us again tonight. Have yep. a good one. Okay, let's go with my man Doe. How we doing, Mr. Dang, hit that unmute button for us. We've got to hear the beeping of your phone. It's my favorite thing on this app. Yeah! It sounds like a slight corn, uh, horn honk. I don't know what it is, but that's fine. What's going on? Oh, just enjoying a, a great uh, Merry Christmas. What a gift that we have for this win. That's right. It was a gift. Uh, I'm glad it's a win because if my wife's going to be mad at me, I'd rather her be mad and it being a win versus a, a loss and her being mad because then that's two losses. <laughs> Well, you know, I think the, the biggest thing is uh, the ball movement in the second half was so much better. We didn't settle for quick threes. We moved it around and got great shots, you know. So it was great to see that, you know, them, them actually sharing the ball. Well, it was a little distinction, but it felt like passes with a purpose. Nothing pisses me off more than Reggie Bullock pumping out of a three, dribbling in, and then passing to someone who's not open, and then they have to take a bad shot. It was passes to the open man resulting in open shots, not just ball movement for the sake of it. Yeah, you know, I think Reggie's more scared to shoot, you know, than anything yeah. else. I mean, there's a there's a few times he got the rebound, and he was like two foot underneath the rim, and I'm like, why aren't you putting up the layup? Yeah. You know, it doesn't make any sense. But Wood looked great, so my question to you is, what are they going to do? Are they going to trade him? Are they going to re-sign him? Or are they going to let him play out the contract and and uh, see how it goes? I mean, So, I don't – you're talking about Wood, right? Yeah. So my initial thought is that they're not going to sign him to the extension. 
My second thought is I don't know how long the extension is available to be on the table for him to sign. Cause that's, that's kind of a, a thing too, to where if he can play like he's played for the past six or seven games, I do think the Mavericks will try to offer him an extension. I don't know if he wants an extension. I, I think he really likes playing with Luca, but it's this, you know, this whole notion of him, we knew he needed to start this. This wasn't that complicated. I mean, I do get like that you want to see him some improvement on buying on the defensive end. I just don't think it should have taken to game 30. No, I mean, we got lucky too. I think injuries kind of helped us play wood more. I mean, because kid was just so stubborn. I mean, you remember yeah. at the beginning of the season, you know, we were all pining for that. Yeah. You know? and, and he played McGee. Oh my God, dude. I'm so glad I haven't seen him, you know, for a few more minutes than necessary, you know, but yep. it's uh, good to see it, but, you know, maybe I'm a little paranoid what happened with, with Brunson, you know, and, you know, with the ineptness that we have in our management, you know, how are they going to handle this wood situation? Because we have such a hard time attracting free agents, you know, that's, it's frustrating, you know, I do. And it is. So. And then we sign people, you know, I mean, Maxi to extension and, and Powell to extension. I'm like scratching my head on some of them, you know, it just kind of doesn't make any sense. Building an NBA team is hard. That's my thought. Yeah. You know, well. Oh, I think we lost audio for you. Are you there? Give him a second. Might have cut him off. He's still up on stage, mm-hmm. but the audio died. So. Okay, Doe. Thanks for hanging out. I'm gonna punch punch her back to the chat. Um, all right, let's go, Ewan. What do you got for us? I got about ten minutes left, guys. So we're gonna fly through. Hey, Merry Christmas. Yeah, good win, man. Good win. You know, with, like they said, with the Dirk statue being unveiled and the way the first half was looking, I'm like, nah, I can't can't be with two, can't be with it today. But it's good that the you know. The halftime crew really kind of see on a national stage that Luca he plays the game the right way. He gets doubled, he passes to the open guy, and then you see what happens. Clunk, 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 brick, brick. So it's kind of glad that everybody that was home got to actually see that to say Luca's a ball hog. Like Luca has like the highest percentage of like open shots created yep. in the league to the guys miss bricks everything. So it's like, you know, so that that was that was glad. I'm glad that they were they, they was able to see that. And like like everybody was saying about Reggie, he's like, he had the layup, he passed it, tried to pass it back out for three. That was a turnover. He had the mid range, he passed it back to Spence, like you said, for a tougher shot. It's like, once these guys get a layup or a mid range shot, it's like they don't know what to do. It's like, oh, it's not a three point line. Let me step back or let me look for somebody behind the three point line. It's like, it's tough. But um, other than that, it was a good game, man. I, I, I enjoyed watching the game. You know, LeBron came to play, and it's just crazy how. When the other players, the role players, make their shots and actually have some production, we look like legit. Like eighty percent of our games are probably a double digit win because Luca does so much to yeah. impact our team. You know, so it's like Luca will drag you if, if he don't have any support. He'll drag you to five hundred, or he'll keep you in the game. You can win a game like he did in Houston, but if the role players step up and give you double digit figure scoring for two or three of them. We can legit win, roll these wins off like it's nothing. Like we could get back to, you know, beating teams by double digits like it's nothing. So uh, I just hope they continue that. I mean, with the Wood thing, I don't know if they're gonna extend him, but that's crazy that today's the first day of his. He's eligible to sign his extension, and he goes off for thirty. You know, he's like, convenient, you know, right? 
Yeah, all those people that you say is, you know, this agent is texting everybody. He's probably texting everybody now, like, look. Oh, I've already gotten a message from him. <laughs> well, we're not a good win. We're going um, you know, beat up on the Knicks on Tuesday. So I'll be front and center for that game here. Outstanding. Talk soon. Thanks, man. All right. See you Tuesday. All right, let's go. Micah, what's up, man? Give Micah a second. We're on my final countdown before uh, we need to avoid family execution. So, Micah, you there? All right, Micah, we'll try again in a minute. Um, Let's go to Mr. Jiggy. What's going on? Hit the unmute button. Tell us what you're thinking. Getting into the point of the show where people forget how the app works. That's okay. That's okay. I also think it's a connection issue for some people. All right. I'm going to move on to the next one. Uh, Mr. Green, what's up? Welcome to the show. G'day, Kirk. How are you, mate? I'm great. What are you thinking tonight? I'm thinking I'm only going to come on when THJ gets more than 20 points, mate. That's that's my new uh, New Year's resolution. I like it. I <laughs> um, was definitely questioning my life choices when I set the alarm at 3.15 a.m. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And then had to watch that first half. Uh, the good news is it's 7 o'clock. Um, it's going to be a good boxing day here in Australia. And, um, mate, just very happy with the win. And um, just wanted to thank you, Kirk. You're the real MVP, mate. Only only lunatics would do this on Christmas Day. Hey, you know what? We we all got to have community somewhere. Thanks for hanging I out, you, all right? I hope your missus pours you a drink later on. Well, it, she might throw it in my face for doing this instead of playing <laughs> playing with my kid after Christmas. But he got all sorts of toys. He should be fine. Have a good holiday, mate. Yep, you too. Have a good one. Okay. Got one more guy. Nah, what's going on? Hey, just wanted to say Merry Christmas, man. That's it. Appreciate you. you. Have a good day. Take care. Thank Bye. you. All right, guys. I appreciate all of you. This has been fun. Um, I'm going to record with Josh Bow later tonight. That show will be up. Probably Monday afternoon, the 26th. We'll do these in reverse order. Then we'll be back here on Tuesday, and we'll figure out a way to close the year. Um, head over to Maz Moneyball. we got a number of articles up, a um, number more coming. I didn't really ask anyone to write anything, so I didn't want them to have to work on Christmas, but uh, two or three people turned things in anyways. Everybody be good. Enjoy your family if that is your thing, or in, if you're uh, you know avoiding everybody, enjoy that as well, because that can be nice. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and um, Kwanzaa and everything to folks who celebrate holidays this time of year. It is a wonderful time of year, even um, at least for me. So I hope it is for you too. Everybody be good. Go Mavs.